Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take another snippet of a podcast I had the opportunity to shoot with a good friend of mine, Andrew Cordell, uh, on the Money Is podcast out in Utah a few weeks ago. On today's podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about what money is. Hopefully, this particular podcast will bring you value. I'll put in the show notes the link to the entire Money Is episode, and I would love for you to take a few moments and listen to the entire podcast. Hope this podcast brings you value. Have, have a wonderful day. I want to move to a money question here with you for the show, and uh, it'd be a unique one. Obviously, you're a, you are a accountant CPA, but we'll see what your answer is here. So this is uh, Josh Belk uh, from Lodestar uh, Tax and Accounting. Money is blank. You fill your answer out here, and, and I think it's fair to tell the audience, you were one of the original, original gangsters of the Money Is show. Like, I think it, it was maybe... At, at for sure inside of the top five. I mean, like like first five that I ever did uh, was with you. It was like, and this would be cool for you because it was like Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Kevin O'Leary, Josh Belk. I'm pretty sure that was the order. <laughs> That's like stepping off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the order, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, for, for number five, I believe it was Dave Overman okay. was number five. I think you're right. Uh, uh, in, the, in that order there. And, but when I did it back then, I didn't have these cool signs. I didn't have all this, this the way I do it now. And I don't have it laid out in my office. So I wanted to redo it. Uh, with you, and that one was a hundred percent taxes. I don't know if you it remember was. or not. Was, we sat yeah. there and went deep into tax structure and all kinds of stuff. Um, so on this one, I'm gonna give this one back to you. Uh, money is blank. You fill this out, and then me and you will talk about uh, this right here. Make your, your comment about making sure we spell it correctly. Uh, Sharpie. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it happens all the time. So if you misspell it, we can redo it. Hey, you're a CPA, not a uh, English teacher. You sign it? Oh, I can. All right. Here we go. From my CPA to hopefully your future CPA. Uh, money is a reflection. Now, my brain is now running through all my signs that I have. Money is a reflection. I am 99% sure, and Brittany can let me know if I'm off on this, but I don't think we have that word on any of the signs. I don't think we have the word. So this is my favorite time because it's a new word. Uh, money is reflection. All right, give me, give me what it means to you. Well, I think that um, when we take a look at how somebody uses their money, uh-huh. um, it's going to be a reflection of who they are. Uh-huh. And so um, if, if you were to look into, I think if you were to take a look at a snapshot at somebody's checkbook, mm-hmm. for example, you would, uh, you would uh, and see how they spend their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would, I think, learn a lot about who that person truly is. That's so true, man. And uh, so I think it, 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 truly, uh, it truly is a reflection. So um, you know, money has such a bad uh, vibe around it. Uh-huh. You, know, you hear this verse, you've even mentioned it here on the, on the podcast. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk about scriptural principles yeah, yeah, sure. here just for a moment, if you don't mind. Um, the, uh, we have that, that scripture verse that says, you know, and it's so often use, quoted, right? yeah. yeah, that, you know, money is the root of all evil. Well, that's not what the verse says. It is the, it is the love of money. It's the mm. root of all kinds of evil. And as I was going through actually a couple of weeks ago, the pastor, uh, at the church that I attend, uh, he had, uh, he was in Acts chapter eight. Uh-huh. And of course, when you, when you go to this chapter, you know, there's, there's a, there's a story in that chapter almost everybody thinks about, but at the beginning of that chapter, actually, there's a, uh, there's a story that actually illustrates this, uh, this particular principle. It was a man by the name of Simon who was a sorcerer. Okay. And uh, he had all kinds of wealth. He had very, all kinds of fame because he was able to kind of use his, his gift, so to speak, 
uh, to be able to basically tell other people what was going to happen and the whole nine yards. And so uh, he had greatly monetized from this. Well, Simon eventually, uh, he had ended up going to hear a, uh, a man by the name of Philip, who was one of the 12 yep. apostles speak. And at that, particular, uh, at that particular event, he became a believer. Well, uh, you read a little bit later on, a few verses later in the chapter, and you find out that he had um, uh, ended up uh, crossing the path of Peter and John. And he had saw Peter and John putting his hand, their hands on, uh, on someone, and essentially that person had received the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit and uh -huh. some of the power that had come along with it. And he became rather enamored with it, and he went to uh, Peter, and he, he told Peter that how much money would it take for me to get this particular gift, which of course, <laughs> this is a spiritual gift that not, cannot yeah, be yeah. obtained with finances. And uh, I think still in his mind, when you kind of read into the passage a little bit, it, it appears that he felt that he could take his money and buy everything that he possibly wanted. And he obviously was a, probably had greed. And it was a reflection of, of who mm -hmm. he was. Mm -hmm. He was a man that essentially wanted to use his money for a certain thing. We end up also finding in this particular passage that uh, he, uh, he was told by Peter, you know, your money is going to perish with you. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be destroyed, just like you're going to be destroyed. Eventually we all, we all have an exit strategy or an exit plan, and that's going to be death, and our money does too. Uh, and uh, that money eventually, it doesn't go with us. Uh, eventually it will, it needs to be deployed somewhere. Well, he did not know how to, how to handle this. And he, eventually we see they became envious. He became bitter, he became angry, and he ended up doing all kinds of foolish things, wicked things. And when you go into that passage in First Timothy that talks about uh, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil or is the, the root of all evil, if you read the, around it, we find out that uh, that greed, that pursuit of money uh, for selfish reasons, uh, does end up resulting in envy, in bitterness, and it does uh, lead to a foolish lifestyle. Kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast, talking about you know, why do business owners fail? If greed is the motivator for mm -hmm. them, if they're getting into business purely for their own financial gain, for their own, for their own elevation of their eyes in, uh, uh, in other people, they will find themselves in a position of being envious because yeah. somebody's always gonna have more. Right. They're gonna be bitter because guess what? There are people out there that aren't going to think that you're as great as you think you are. And, uh, and really, it, can, it will lead to uh, doing all kinds of foolish things and making all kinds of foolish decisions. And so uh, money truly is a reflection of who we are, uh, where we're wanting to go, and uh, what we're wanting to uh, eventually accomplish with our lives. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great answer, and, and it's a, a very, very accurate answer. And, and it, the, the statement you made makes me, that uh, stuck in my head was, uh, take a screenshot of your uh, checkbook or uh, you use checkbook because you're very old. So I'm going to use your your <laughs> your debit card transaction screenshot you of your uh, 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 app with has all your transactions on it. But you take a screenshot of that and you kind of go through there and think about if, if you handed that if you handed just say 30 days worth of it to someone else, what would that what would that tell them about you? That's a really cool way to look at it. You know what I mean? Like what would they what were they, if they, and they broke it all down and okay, this was for food and this was for this or whatever it was. And it's like, if, as they did that, what would happen if, if people saw 30 days of transactions in your life and what would it, what would it tell them about you and your life? Dude, that is, that is a really unique way to think about it, man. Um, I'm thinking through my, th I'm like thinking through my own expenses okay. <laughs> right now. I'm like, man, what would someone see about, about, about me and think about, they didn't know me, right? Then I, this here's, Here's what this guy does with his money. That's a cool thing to think about. But it, even man. if they did know you, 
You know, yeah. they think that they thought they knew, knew you, but you can yeah, find true. out. I mean, do they, you know, they have an alcohol addiction? Do yeah. they have, uh, you know, what, what is it that's going on in their life? Do and, they give money? Yeah. Or do they give money too? Yeah. You what, what is I mean? the, Yeah, what is the reason why they're doing it? If you see, you know, they're, they're buying all kinds of cars versus they're taking a chunk of their money and they're investing it in the lives yeah. of other people or in, in a nonprofit to, uh, uh, you know, to, to pursue a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to solve a, yeah. a, a particular problem, uh, you're going to find that out. It's very, it's a, it's a great way to look at it. It's kind of a scary way to look at it too. Now, I go give away more money every month now in case everybody gets a month of my checking account, so they they'll think good uh, about it, man. But what a good answer to money is a reflection because it, it is truly, truly a reflection. I always say that money never changes people. Um, it only, re, it only, re, it will only reveal, mm-hmm. or in your world, right, word right here, it will reflect who you really are. Like in Simon's uh, example uh, or, or um, illustration you gave right there, it, it was just revealing who was inside of him. And, and since money was a, a big piece of his life, it revealed his, the ego, the, um, the mindset that he had inside of it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I, last thing I'll tell you, man, I, I read it. I don't know if you know the guy. I interviewed a while back. I, th- I can't think of his last name right now, but what, just irrelevant. Um, but he's a family, a financial planner, family planner. And I thought it was so unique. You know, everybody talks about generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You hear that word thrown around nonstop, myself included. And he, we were talking about generational wealth. And he's like, you know, most of the time when people think about that, they think about Rockefellers and, uh, you know, uh, um, um, the Walton family and, and so forth, right? And he's like, this unlimited, for God knows how long, wealth is going to be established there. And he's like, that's such a one in a literally 100 million people uh, type of wealth that exists, right? And, and his whole research and study that they did at, at their office was uh, most uh, wealth is never makes it past three generations was the whole like outlook and, and process of it. He said, if you actually knew that no matter how hard you worked, Andrew, no matter how much you set aside, no matter how much you uh, um, stuffed away and spent all this time building stuff, if you knew that after three generations, it was all going to be gone when you're dead, it's all going to be gone anyways. Uh, it's not going to actually create actual long-term generational 20 year, 20 generations down the road wealth. Would it change what you do today with your money? And I thought, dude, what are you, what, again, it was like one of those thoughts that made me really, really think of like, yeah, actually, I think I would. And his whole point was you should spend the money on the relationships that you want because it's not going to last forever. Like, even when you're gone and you talk about legacy, it's not going to go as long as you think it's going to go. He said most, at, at the max, last three generations, most of them are, don't make it past the, the kids. The grandkids actually don't even hardly ever get any, any amount of it. Uh, and it's a unique, unique thought of, uh, and it made me think about it with all the taxes and all the money that you get to see in there. And I wonder, and maybe this be an off-air off uh, question, but I wonder how many, how many times you have seen money last for generations uh, or you're doing the accounting for the third generation of a family that still has something. And my guess is that's probably pretty rare. Yeah, to be honest with you, I can't even think of one. I know that's what's kind of yeah. crazy if you stop and think about it. Like, we all hear this word generational wealth, generational wealth. And I'm not sure that, and his whole point was he's like, I'm not sure that even actually exists. Um, he's like, uh, because he said, even though you set up all these irrevocable trusts and stuff, he's like, dude, they can, they'll still find ways to break them, break them, throw them apart, trash them. Because uh, if they don't understand, they never met you. They have no respect for you, no ill will or, or either way towards you. And it's just a money thing for them, you know? And I thought, dude, and it makes me think, again, it goes back to reflection and Simon is where all these thoughts are coming from. But interesting, interesting point, man. I love the answer. Money is a reflection, dude. Great, great answer. 